calling all current AS300 and AS400 cadets. Available now is an ODT opportunity for TDY to one of the Air Force Global Strike Command studio locations. The dates will be from June 2nd through the 15th, 2024, and July 7th through the 20th, 2024. All inputs are due by close of business on February 29th, 2024, for debt commander approval. Please view the sign-up sheet in the general announcements channel in our Slack. So what is this TDY? The Air Force Global Strike Command AFGSC summer program is an opportunity for soon-to-be striker second lieutenants to spend two weeks at one of the Air Force's major commands. Through this program, cadets will gain a better understanding of the AFGSC's mission through a three-week immersion into the command while experiencing a basic knowledge of Air Force base operations. It will additionally provide a basic understanding of why U.S. nuclear capabilities are necessary for Americans, our allies, and partner security. Eligibility requirements include being a U.S. citizen, and an AS300 or 400, if on a five-year program, been assigned to 11X, Pilot, 12X, CISO, 13N, Nuclear Ops, 21M, Missile Maintenance, or 31P, Security Forces, or a support such as Finance, Personnel, Logistics, etc., AFSC. Note, we understand that some AS300s may not have received their AFSC by the nomination deadline. Regions should nominate cadets competing for one of the listed AFSCs. If a nominated cadet does not receive an eligible AFSC and still wants to attend, Regions will contact DOT for coordination with AFGSC or provide a replacement with a cadet who is eligible. Additionally, you must have an educated secret clearance by the cutoff time, term, and cumulative GPA of 3.0 or higher. For more information, please visit Canvas. Thank you. The views expressed in this presentation are expressly those of the presenter and do not reflect the official policy or position of the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, the United States Air Force, Department of Defense, or United States government. calls out to you or even resonates with you, whether it's like your ethnic like background, your gender, religion, or even your family. Of course, that's too easy, but let me do my thing first. We're going to keep it 100% faithful for you all. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening worldwide. You are now listening to the hottest we, the rebel nation, the revolution, the revolt, and the most hype. That'd be me, Christian Hype Man Slash, live from the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Got a spot all up in your detachment. Now, to answer your question, it's very simple today. Embrace the vision you got and don't forget to think big. Okay, let's break that down a little bit. Okay, embracing your vision. Okay, your vision is something unique. It's something that whether you think of it as your divinity giving it to you or the universe giving it to you, it, the point was in game, it came to you. That is your vision. You need to embrace it. You need to take it on as your own and you need to figure out how to get there because that's the crazy part. We get an imagination. We can think of everything. um, But how to get there 
it, it doesn't come as natural. So you've got to figure that out in order to get to where you want to go. Okay. You, you have to watch out for vision because, you know, there's some people out there in the world who say, you know, make, you know, make sure your visions are tailored, make sure, you know, they're, uh, you know, small and achievable and all that other stuff like that. Well, let me tell you something about success. If success were easy and, uh, and easily obtainable, then everybody would do it. All right. So it's going to be some hard work. That's what I'm trying to get at. Okay, you're going to have to do some things. You're going to have to have a vision. You're going to have to identify what you want in your life. And most of the time, it's going to take hard work. Okay, it's going to take time. It's going to take forgery. It's going to take sharpening. It's going to take all those things to put it all together in order to make sure that your vision comes true. Okay, and it's not going to come overnight. Very rarely does it come overnight. So. But the point is, take your vision. Don't be afraid to think big and actually get at it. Go towards it. Get the information. Go hunt it down. Okay, you are going to most likely fail at it. Over and over and over again, but that's a part of the process. That is something that is inevitable. Okay, so that's okay. It's okay to fail out there. It's okay. Okay. We all learn something from that process. Get up, dust yourself off and get back at it. That's the only way you get at it. Anybody who you deem as a success will tell you they got the vision and then they started going towards it. And then they started falling over. They started, you know, they hit some low points in their lives. They hit some high points, but they hit some low points and those were really low and those were really hard. But, uh, but uh, you know, they thought about quitting, but then something went over the, them and, and they kept going or uh, they didn't give up on that dream. They might have found another path, but they kept going towards it. OK. If any success says, yeah, I just walked up and I was successful. Yeah, well, I would question that, wouldn't you? So in order to be successful. It starts with the vision. What do you see for yourself? How do you see yourself? And if you haven't looked at that yet, you're wrong because we all should have a vision of where we're going in life and what we want to do, whether it's, you know, military or if it's, you know, being an entrepreneur or being a humanitarian or or whatever the case may be, because at least the people that I associate with every last person I associate with, and I'm defined by the company I keep, wants to leave the earth in a better state than it was before. I think the worst thing that people can do on on an individual note is come on earth, live a long life and not do what they set out to do, that they didn't leave the earth in a better state than what it was before. And that takes vision that takes desire that takes effort and all those things that come together to make it happen okay now when it comes to vision i want to kind of lay this out for you vision and who are the players and when it comes to your vision it all kind of starts off with you right i want to do this grand unbelievable thing i want to be a millionaire cool That's wonderful. 
That's there's nothing wrong with that. Some people, oh well, you know, not a lot of people are millionaires. Yeah, well, whatever. You didn't get the vision. I did. So, and I'm gonna talk about that a little bit more too. But I really want you to understand that it starts with wanting to be have a million dollars. And there's some players that are gonna be a part of that process just inherently. There's you, and then there's some people that I have in there in mind that I always have the experience with when I have my visions. Now, I have my believers. My believers are the people, that's your, man, that's the people that no matter what, they, they got your back. You got your, you got your, these people most likely are your mom, your, your dad, your best friend, um, your grandma, uh, you know, your grandfather. Those who are just, no matter what you say, they're going to say the same thing each time. They're going to say, whatever you want to do, you can do it. And in addition, they will start contributing towards it. And it might not necessarily be money, but it might be their time. They might be help you connect something or they might help you write something or they might help you um, go to the mall and shop for something. They are willing to invest in you fully outright just because they believe in you. They believe in whatever you conjured up in your mind, you can do it. And they're active believers. They follow you. They, it doesn't matter. Right. And that's cool. You need those people. Those are the people who give you support during the worst of times. Then you have your critical thinkers in there. Those are the ones who seem like they always got a question about whatever you're doing. They're just practical. They're, they're not tearing you down. They're giving you constructive criticism. They're, they're really wondering how you're putting this thing together. So they are very, very helpful too. They, again, they might seem like, oh, you just a hater and they're not. They're just saying, I, I see what you're saying because I'm trying to get an understanding of your vision because I don't have your vision. So I'm just trying to understand it so I can contribute to it more because I'm truly an investor. And what I'm trying to do is invest some critical thinking into your process and, and help you out. Those people you want to keep near you too, especially me, because I'm a orange. I'm a wide thinker. Sometimes I miss the critical things. Don't tell me no. Tell me how kind of deal. Okay. They are important in your life. Now, <clears throat> the biggest part, you guys might not think so, but the haters, oh, you, you need the haters. I can't stand the haters and I can have a, I could write a book about the haters and how much they, they, they just hate and they don't want you to not do nothing. They just want you to be broken, ashy like them. Okay, but let me tell you something about haterology. Okay, the majority of the haters are not doing greater than you. Okay, a lot of the haters are not in the field. Okay, they're not bloodied and battered in the field playing the game, they're in the stands. Oh my god, and they got so much to say. All right. Another thing, last thing about them haters is they must have all the time in the world to, to hate and, and just and, and they can hate for a multitude of reasons. They just hate to hate. OK, but why am I mentioning the haters? Because you need them. The proper hater in your life is giving you validation. It's another form of validation. If you're truly doing 
your life's work and it's positive it's sending you in a positive trajectory and it's helping other people but somebody manages to hate on you anyway on how you do it they have a lot of time on their hands but they are also giving you validation that you must be doing something right and i know that's really crazy to think about but i promise you it's true okay think about all the times in your life where you can just be an MLK, you could just be a uh, uh, Mother Teresa or something of that nature. And, and somebody just sits there and, and they got something to say about it. They must have a lot of time on their hands, but it's a it's a way of validation. I could write a book on haterology, but they are a part of this process because they're going to do what they do. You can't be bad at vultures because they're vultures. You know, that's the way it goes. But keep them close. And then lastly, and these are the ones I, I really don't need. Those These are who you don't need are the non-believers. OK, non-believers might come in the f- in the form of believers. They might tell you that they believe in it or whatever, but they have no effort. They have no energy. They don't contribute. They, it's, it's a lot of show, but it's not a lot of go. And they're but they're on your boat somehow. Somehow they're on your boat because you're convinced that they're a believer. They are not believers. They don't. They're just on your boat just to say that they know you. And that's craziness. Sometimes it takes a while for you to detect those folks. But when you get them, you get them. And make sure you're constantly analyzing those play those those players in the game because they're always going to surround you and your vision. OK, you need to protect your vision. But the biggest one that you don't need, in my opinion, is those non-believers, the ones that just hang on your boat. They hang on your wagon. They're along for the ride while you're pushing it through. They they say that they're contributing. They say they, they have investments, but you never see anything out. You never see anything cranked out. And you wonder, what are you truly doing here? Don't be afraid to cut them off your wagon, OK? It's just one of those things that are inevitable. Okay. You're going to get those people who are just along for the ride. Don't be a sucker. Okay. Don't do that. Make sure you tailor your wagon and your dreams and your vision so that the right people get to the end of your vision as needed. All right. I challenge you to do that. All right. Let's go. You are listening to the For the People Hypercast Show. Attention, current debt for cadets. Air Force ROTC Honor Guard showcases an elite league. Become a part of a distinguished tradition showcasing precision, discipline, and patriotism. Elevate your skills through ceremonial performances, embodying excellence at every step. Develop leadership, teamwork, and an unwavering dedication while honoring our nation's values. Experience unparalleled training from seasoned professionals mastering drill and ceremonies to represent the highest standards of the Air Force. If you are interested in joining the ranks of the best, please contact Cadet Davison or Cadet Stevens. And let's go. Happy New Year, everybody. It is 2024. We have made it to season two. Christian the Hype Man Sledge. Debt 004, the people. Preseason opener, episode zero. Today's a special episode because the alert E's are still on vacation. I don't know who authorized this, but we're going to go ahead and step up and give you guys a special episode. Why is it special, you may ask? It's because you today you get to meet the 
cadre. That's right, you've heard it. Debt for Air Force ROTC's cadre is here representing for you all, here to answer all your questions or none of your questions. I don't care today. <laughs> so we're going to see where it goes. All right. So on behalf of Red Alert, of course, Happy New Year, everybody. But the moment you all have been waiting for, it is time to buzz the tower and introduce those who you guys call the cadre because you're about to break down and about to learn something about them. So without further ado, let's get this thing going. The process is very simple. I'm going to call their names out. And when I call their names out, they're going to say hello and they're going to give you a catchphrase from something that they want to do. I don't care what they do. They just do it. All right. So they might just say hello. They might just say eat my shorts. I don't know. So we'll see how that goes. And without further ado, let's get it going. Pattern is clear. Southeast, 004 knots. You guys are clear to buzz the tower at this time. First up is Staff Sergeant Mercedes Amata. Sergeant Amata checking in. Next up, we got Sergeant Rachel Dice, also known as Dicer One. Hi. Next up, we got Tech Sergeant Joshua Riggleman, who's the baby of the family. Salt. <laughs> Next up, we got the veteran, of course, Tech Sergeant Ricky Martin. Hello, hello. Present for duty. Cool. And then, of course, we got the wonderful and beautiful Miss Yasinia Alcantar Sledge. Hola. All right. We got the RO and we got the EO plays no games. We got Captain Pierre Sutton. Somebody shut the door. <laughs> All right, and then, of course, last but certainly not least, it is my honor to give you guys Debt Force Detachment Commander, none other than Lieutenant Colonel Michael Young. Garbled and readable. <laughs> okay, so while we're still up in the airspace, I definitely got something to talk about, all right? So I'm going to let you guys know what's on my mind today. The big subject, over-chilling, all right? Overchilling. So y'all, I need y'all to jump in here because I need y'all to help me with this overchilling concept with this new generation. Overchilling. These folks find any reason to be chilling. All right. I work hard all the time. I, I I literally wake up at 4:30 in the morning, go do my thing throughout the day, get home, raise my kids for like 20 minutes, and then they gotta go to bed, and then I gotta go to bed, and then I gotta do the thing all over again. All to be just faced with the fact that everybody else gets to chill. Okay? It's not fair. All right, so. I just want to let y'all know that I get tired. Folks find any reason to overchill. It's Tuesday, Captain Slug. I'm overchilling. I'm chilling today. <laughs> so, Colonel Young, please help me out. Please help me determine what what is the what is the, what's going on with this new generation. Anybody help me out? What's going on with this new generation and this concept of chilling? And then, how the heck are they able? I'm just talking about people in general. How are they able to just you know expect opportunity to come at their doors, but they're overchilling? I, somebody please help me. Help well, me. Well, I'll go ahead and chime in there. Thank you, one, for defining what over-chilling is as a new <laughs> generation term. I have never heard of that one before. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know if I can help you with that. <laughs> Look. Turn off their phones. Yeah. It, it's, it's a concept. Look, they come, at my, they, come at, they come at the door all the time. And I'm not talking about cadets or anybody. I'm talking about just this new generation. And they just expect, you know, opportunity just to come at their door. And, and then, you know, it's like, hey, you got to work hard for that. Work. Ooh. Ooh. I don't, I don't know if I want to do that's that. That's what they said if I went to school. 
Yeah. What do you, what, what you think, Captain? Help me out, man, please. I think part of it is that they've been conditioned to it, right? Because in school and everything, everything is a, they get rewarded for just being, you know, for not putting in a lot of effort. But everybody, everybody's a superstar. Everybody gets a participation trophy just for showing up, um, no matter how much effort they put into it. So that just carries over throughout their life. And then when they finally, you know, reach someone like us that's holding them accountable, telling them that they need to do things to, to actually earn the things that they want, become worthy of their desires, then, you know, that's a that's a shock to them. You know, it's, it's a shock. It's like, oh my God, like, what do you mean? Like, I'm just not great just because, like, I actually gotta work at being great and I gotta <laughs> continue to do things to sustain that greatness and, and to excel. And so that's part of it. The other part is, um, you know, it's the fault of our generation because we as parents of these new generation, we've, because of the struggles and things like that and the hardships that we probably had to go through and the work that we had to put in because of the lack of opportunities and things that we didn't have that our parents weren't able to give us, we've made it too comfortable for our kids. Uh, and so now they don't have that same work. I agree. I think Captain Seven hit it right on the head. I'm battling this with my LTs on a daily. They are really good about not stressing about something until they have something to stress about. But at the same time, they don't understand that the work you put in now are doors and opportunities that you're going to be able to jump into the second they open, rather than waiting for the door to open and then getting ready for it. Yeah, so what's the solution? Because they like to chill on Tuesdays. Because it's Tuesday. Well, I don't know how you guys do it, but not in my house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. So, okay, so I got it. So we got to figure out how to, to seal this over chilling because it's 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 a it's a mess. And then it's like, well, why don't you, why do the opportunities come to me? Why don't the opportunities come? It's like because you got to work. Oh, my mental health. Oh my God! My, okay, and Colonel, I'll be in your office later. I got it. I'm not supposed to be talking about that. I'll be in your office later, and we'll talk about it later. But I just had to say it. So there you go. That's why I get it. So, okay. Thank you guys for your console. We'll continue. We'll move on. With that being said, ma'am, Yesenia, can you please lead us to the next segment? All right, so coming up next, we'll come back and ask the cadre. Stay tuned. You are listening to the For the People Hypercast Show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, Debt 4. This is, of course, the one and only OFC Christian the Hype Man Sledge. This message contains information for the Fiscal Year 24 Advanced Technology Research Center Summer Internship Program. The execution plan announces a paid internship for 10, count them 10 cadets nationwide in Dayton, Ohio, between the dates of 13 May 24 and 9 August 24. This ODT will not be monitored by the Southwest region, but interested cadets must have the debt commander approval to apply. Apply. Suspense date is 29 February 24, but positions are filled with rolling admission on a first come, first serve basis. So make sure you get at it right now if you're interested. If you are interested in the eligibility or the application process, please see your supervisors or your flight commanders immediately so you can sign up. All right, let's get at it. Attention, current debt for cadets. 
Air Force ROTC Honor Guard showcases an elite league. Become a part of a distinguished tradition showcasing precision, discipline, and patriotism. Elevate your skills through ceremonial performances, embodying excellence at every step. Develop leadership, teamwork, and an unwavering dedication while honoring our nation's values. Experience unparalleled training from seasoned professionals mastering drill and ceremonies to represent the highest standards of the Air Force. This task is directed to all of our AS 100s and 150s who are interested in taking the AFOQT on for May 2024. Now, this is mandated for those who have not attempted the AFOQT at all, but everybody else who is voluntary and want to take the test again are welcome to do so. Please fill out the AFOQT data survey 2024 that was provided in the Canvas announcements no later than the end of the day, 21 January 2024. This is considered a hot tasker and is required for you to get scheduled to take your AFOQT with the cadre. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to your cadet wing education officer, your supervisor, or your flight commanders. Make sure you are a wingman and make sure that you let everyone else know in your environment to get this done. You are listening to the For the People Hypercast Show. Coming up later in for cruise news, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base commanders relieved a command. Man arrested for pulling a gun on a young woman is identified as an Air Force sergeant who claims to have PTSD. Lastly, a new military child care benefit to kick in is starting 1 January. We'll see what that's all about later because now it's time for Ask the Cadre. Let's go, Ask the Cadre. Let's go. All right, so Cadet Hoyer is asking, when is the debt going to get a new location? Uh. Colonel? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> well, we know you don't have ugh. the answer when you answer uh. No, the real answer is uh, I engage with the university president, Dr. Whitfield, every time I see him. Uh, I see him about once a semester, and I make sure to remind him that we are a growing detachment and we have a very small space. Uh, so it's pretty complicated in that space on campus is very limited. So we kind of have to go through the bureaucracy of UNLV to kind of make our case, if you will. We're working it, though, but I, I don't have an answer. Yeah, my, my question is, when are we going to get these PFA averages up? When, when, we'll get a, uh, when are we going to get a new location for these PFA and GPA? <laughs> that's that's fired. my question. I told you I'm not answering anything today. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying what's on my mind today. Yeah. We, we got to get, we gotta, I think Captain Sutton was saying earlier, we got to give him something to go up to bat with. That's right. Cadets, we need the cadet wing and everybody to give us give us the ammo to go advocate. Say, hey, look, look, we we've increased the university GPA, you know, by these many percent. You know, uh, hey, all of our folks are top physically fit. You know, we have all these different resources, and and folks want to come here because of our our program. So we need a bigger space to to accommodate those folks, but we need the cadets to do their part. Tip for tap. Yeah. So okay. it's an intrinsic, an, an intrinsic advertisement. That's right. Yeah. So cool. I think we answered that question. Maybe not. I don't know. All righty. <laughs> Cadet General asked, what was the hardest part of basic military training via your commissioning enlistment source? 
Well, for me, I would say it's the, the same message I tell all the cadets that four years in Air Force ROTC, it's, it's a marathon, it's not a race. So making sure you're completely engaged for four years is not an easy task. I can't think of any individual thing that was that, that stands out as the most difficult thing. Obviously, my field training was 30 days of rigorous PT in the heat of Lackland Air Force Base. Uh, so slightly different than what cadets go through today, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's any more difficult. Sergeant Mata, what, what what was your hardest part of your enlistment? Uh, BMT. Yeah. I think being around 50 other females and getting used to, you know, different personalities for sure. But, you know, but that's the Air Force as a whole, um, always having to get used to new people and all that. But it was just kind of a shock um, to be around so many different people from all over the world. <clears throat> but it was fun in my experience. I can't say that I had a terrible experience. Um, but that was probably the hardest part was just getting used to people. Um because I'm a homebody, not mm. really used to crowds and all that, but definitely found myself getting used to it. Okay, so people. Mm-hmm. People. Okay. All right. It's always people. Cool. All right, next question. Uh, I'm going to need some help with the cadet's name. Oh, that's Menchikov. Menchikov is asking, how often do you keep in touch, if at all, with prior cadets, airmen, from your enlisted or commissioning source. I don't talk to, I, I don't talk to nobody from yeah. that. I, <laughs> I don't know what you got. You still talk to folks? Nothing. <laughs> no, I, had, uh, six, I had six in my class. And we kind of all lost track of each other. Uh, but when I deployed, it was the first time I'd seen them in like 10 years. And it was or, or a few of them. Uh, as they all went kind of the rated uh, career field. And, you know, missiles, they kind of seclude us out in the middle of nowhere and you don't get to see, you know, the regular Air Force. So it, it was a while. It wasn't until I went to Afghanistan before I saw uh, anyone from my commissioning class. Uh, but I, I do have folks that, that I get in contact from my first assignment. And I think that's something that cadets can uh, get some awareness on now that it's not really about your commissioning source once you're in. Uh, for me, at least, I have found that once you get to that first operational unit and you make some friends there, those tend to be the ones that you stay in contact with for your entire career. All right. So, Cap Crosser, what do you think? You, you kind of reason. That's crazy. I, <laughs> I not only commissioned with way more than six, I think it was 26. Um, one of them is actually going to A&M to be an ROTC instructor this summer as well. So that'll be cool to, we've already started like throwing ideas at each other. Um, and then one of the girls I met at field training is actually going to be one of my bridesmaids. So maybe it's because I talk a lot, but I keep up with everybody. I know everybody's business. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out that she had to mention she went to A&M. Yeah. Wow. I think it was just to piss me off. <laughs> It's just like classic. <laughs> Sir, her transfer isn't a hundred percent yet. Does it guess what who guess who ain't coming? <laughs> okay. Cool. I think we're good with that one. Alright. 
Cadet Cooper is asking, what makes you the most happy when you are doing your job? No comment? You hear that silence? <laughs> you hear that silence? Uh, <laughs> None. For work. me, uh, it's, it's making lieutenants, right? It's when you get to watch them you know, cross the graduation line and, uh, you know, put up their right hand and, and swear the oath and put on butter bars. That by far has been the, the best experience I've seen as far as the outcome of a job. But I would say more generally speaking, uh, it's knowing that what you're doing is important. I think that's, you can get some really good satisfaction out of that. Yeah, that's, uh, what, I, I, that's what I would argue too. Like, yeah, doing the job itself, like you gotta keep yourself motivated. Um, you know, it reminds yourself what, why, but it's after the job is done, after the end game. You see the end game. You see the light bulbs go off, mm-hmm. and they get it. Like, that, but the job is done by then. So you're asking me, Cadet Cooper is asking me when we're doing our job. It is very difficult sometimes, and sometimes I need to bang my head against the wall because I'm not getting the product that I've been asking for for the last three weeks. All right, and then all of a sudden. Then, then it happens to them but when they become lieutenants they're like I've been asking this person for this I was like yeah welcome to our world yeah that's exactly what when 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 the revenge sets in mm-hmm. when they when they feel what we feel that's when I feel great that's when I feel fantastic <laughs> I just heard from Cadet General about Cadet Ven, uh, Lieutenant Ventresca out there in Pensacola and he's going through some things that we were like yes you're <laughs> suffering like us we told you yeah, but that, that's how I feel. Sorry. <laughs> At what point do we say the views and, ex- and expressions of the individuals on this podcast do not re- reflect <laughs> upon the Air Force or Air Force RTC? I think we say that? Add that disclaimer in post. In post, yeah. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Okay. <laughs> might, might be reminded every 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> every commercial break. Yeah. You don't get that every time. This is me. I like I like watching them reach their milestones. Like that's what gets me. Like okay, I gotta keep pushing forward for these kids when they're contracting, and then when they're finally commissioning, and finally when they get their orders or their assignments. It's the milestones for me that get 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 me going. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's it for me. Y'all are so nice and gentle. That's cool. I and I, I really appreciate that. You said a difference. What about you, Sergeant Martin? What makes you happy? What does make you happy? <laughs> Not corn. <laughs> Not bananas either. Right, Not right, yellow fruits right. and nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just to echo everything that's been said already, um, because I'm not the, the type of person who gets motivated by uh, like awards and quarterly awards, stuff like that. Um, it's the stuff that were, you know, brand new commission lieutenants come up to me after the ceremony and saying, thank you for everything that you've done. I wouldn't have made it without you and the cadre. Um, I realize how, how much, how hard work, how much hard work you guys put in and we wouldn't have made it without you guys and really appreciate the support. So stuff like that, I enjoy hearing it. And that's what makes me happy uh, when doing the job. That makes sense. Good for you, Sergeant Martin. You also had a very gentle answer. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, last one. Ready? All right, so Cadet Dayrit is asking, ideally, what kind of cadets 
lieutenant or lieutenants do you desire to produce? It's a two, three part question, guys. Hold on. You got a lot. What are some specific areas? Are okay. You know what? Let's back up. Let's just answer the first one first. Ideally, what kind of cadets or lieutenants do you desire to produce? Colonel. Uh, the best. <laughs> um, yeah. We're, we're charged with that as cadre, right? Um, we're responsible for the future of our national security by creating those who will lead it. So uh, I take it very seriously that the people who cross over that line and, and raise their hand here at debt four, at least, are going to be uh, ready for that charge. I, I'm just trying to get to the the lieutenants that don't spend their time over chilling. I'm just trying to get that. That's where I'm trying to get. Captain Sutton, what's your take on what type of uh, cadets or lieutenants we desire to produce? Uh, ones who like say, hold themselves accountable, right? So take initiative, do all the things that you know that we like I say that we that we're here to to teach them to do, and they do it on their own. Uh, inspire other folks, right? Knowing that their job is a is a it's a people business that we're in as as you know mission officers and leaders, it's the people business, um, and always keeping that first and foremost. Understand that you got to take care of people, but you also have to do the things to make sure you're taking care of yourself. Um, yeah, ones who who really want this, you know, more than just as a job and as a career. Understand how like how important it is to what they're going to go do you know, defending our country and our way. What are some specific areas our cadets need to work on to become the ideal cadet or lieutenant? Not over chill. <laughs> that was going to say Well, we know where Captain Sledge is on this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, for me, I would say uh, critical thinking, and I know the cadets by this time are like, you know, just rolling their eyes right now, as I say, strategic thinking, critical thinking. Uh, but really what I'm getting at is, like Captain Sutton alluded to, we're not looking for folks who can just, you know, follow orders and just move along. We're looking for folks who can actually think about a problem and come up with, you know, unique and good solutions to problems that we haven't even faced yet. So trying to get that instilled in them now to be able to think through something as simple as how do we plan an LLAB uh, can translate into future skills about how to plan an operation. So critical thinking, strategic thinking, I'm just going to uh, follow my sword with that. That's probably one of the aspects that I think our cadets could use more help with. To kind of go with what the colonel was saying, the hill that I will always die on is communicate early and often. I don't need you to have the right answer every time, but I need you to know that you don't have the right answer and tell me as soon as you don't or ask for help. But yeah, communicate early and often every day. I would add uh, also do the work. So part of that communicating, just don't tell me what your problem is. Use the resources that you have. Go try to figure out, you know, solve that problem as much as you can and get 
information from your fellow cadets and things like that, and then come to us cadre when you guys either hit a wall, but come come equipped, you know, with some sort of information or something. And don't expect us to do your job plus our job. All right. What is your definition of a good leader? For me, I would say someone who can inspire others. I'll just keep it simple. So for the for the NCOs, how would you guys define a good leader? Yeah, I mean, the NCOs are expected to, you know, seek, you know, seek their, you know, CGOs and things like that and consult them and talk to them. But we all know that not all CGOs are, you know, the same. So what uh, what would you qualify as a signal of a good leader? Somebody you would follow. What are the what are the traits that you have? Let's start with Sergeant Mata. What do you think? But I think just someone who you can always lean on, someone who's open, someone who, you know, doesn't just say they have an open door policy, they mean it. Um, That's pretty much, you know, in my experience, um, the greatest leaders I've met are the ones that truly care. Um, Sergeant Riggleman, what do you think? What, what, What inspires you to... Uh, you know, to follow a, a good leader? What is the, the, the characteristics that you see? I tend to lean on servant leadership. Uh, that's the role I try to adopt most of the time when I'm supervising or whether I'm being rated. Uh, I like the approach of help me help you and always have that two-way feedback so that that relationship is going to be dynamic, right? Um, you're never going to have the same uh, approach on everything that you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. So having that ability to keep that communication open and resolve any issues or things that come up, it kind of helps uh, give that uh, or earn that respect rather um, that just comes natural. So I'm going to ask Sergeant Martin, I'm going to flip it up on him because we talked about good leaders. I'm sure he's had his fair share of uh, the opposite spectrum. So what were the characteristics that if you saw that Sergeant Martin, if you had that experience, which makes you sway to say this is not necessarily a good leader. This is somewhere else on the spectrum. What, is, what did you see to make you feel that way? At Death 4, I don't think that was possible. Well, yeah, Death 4 is different, but I'm sure he's been <laughs> in the game for about 15 some years. So he's seen it. So I just want to say, uh, for the record, this did not happen at Debt 4. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But just a general answer. um, I have to be able to trust you. So trust is, is a big thing for me. I have to be able to feel like I can come to you with a certain situation. And there was a time that I went to uh, senior NCO um, over a situation that I needed help with uh, concerning uh, an A1C having a conflict resolution dispute with a GS employee um, and I went to him or her uh, for help and after 
the situation was resolved. They pulled me into their office and was telling me that they felt like I should have been able to handle the situation, um, that they were really annoyed that I came to them over the situation. And from that point on, I did not trust um, to go to him with any other situation. I either, I either felt like I needed to handle it myself or go to another NCO with the situation. So I, I look for trust because I have to be able to trust you. I feel like your people have to be able to trust you to be able to come with you to issues. Yeah, pretty good. Hey. <laughs> can, I, can I say something else yeah, about that? Sure. Uh, I think to go along with that, um, you're, as a leader, you're, you're wanting, you know, subordinates input, right? You know, um, when it comes to anything from like boards, you know, or EFDP for, you know, strats and stuff like that. And you want to rely on the people that are in the day-to-day business of things that you're asking about. So really it, that trust also, yeah, it goes down, right? Um, you need to trust your, your, uh, your subordinates to give you the correct answer and then utilize it as a leader. So. All right, cool. Ma'am, please take us away. Well, that was Ask the Cadre. Coming up next, after we come back, we will go into cruise news with Dicer One. Stay tuned. You're listening to the For the People Hypercast Show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, Debt 4. This is, of course, the one and only OFC Christian the Hype Man Sledge. This message contains information for the Fiscal Year 24 Advanced Technology Research Center Summer Internship Program. The execution plan announces a paid internship for 10, count them 10 cadets nationwide in Dayton, Ohio, between the dates of 13 May 24 and 9 August 24. This ODT will not be monitored by the Southwest region, but interested cadets must have the debt commander approval to apply. Suspense date is 29 February 24, but positions are filled with rolling admission on a first come first serve basis. So make sure you get at it right now if you're interested. If you are interested in the eligibility or the application process, please see your supervisors or your flight commanders immediately so you can sign up. All right, let's get at it. Attention current debt for cadets. Air Force ROTC Honor Guard showcases an elite league. Become a part of a distinguished tradition showcasing precision, discipline, and patriotism. Elevate your skills through ceremonial performances, embodying excellence at every step. Develop leadership, teamwork, and an unwavering dedication while honoring our nation's values. Experience unparalleled training from seasoned professionals mastering drill and ceremonies to represent the highest standards of the Air Force. You are listening to the For the People Hypercast Show. Back, and it's time for today's cruise news with Dicer One. That hot fire. Hot fire coming in. United States Air Force relieves Wright Patterson. No, the first part stays. <laughs> you guys laugh, it's gonna make me laugh. Okay. All right. United States Air Force relieves Wright-Patterson Air Force Base's commander. The commander of the 88th Air Base Wing at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, Ohio, was relieved of command December 29th due to a loss of confidence in his ability to lead. Colonel Christopher B. Meeker was removed by Lieutenant General Donna D. Shipton, commander of Air Force Life Cycle Management Center. Meeker assumed command in July 2022. 
Shipton announced that Colonel Travis W. Pond, 88th Air Beast Wing Deputy Commander, has been appointed as Interim Wing Commander. Pond has been the Deputy Commander since June 2023. Shipton said, I made this decision in the best interest of the men and women of the 88th Air Base Wing. What do you guys think? What do you do? Nice. Yikes. Exactly. That's all, that's all we got. ability to lead. Yeah. There's something behind that. I'm sure there is. I don't think we know. That's I don't think the, it's been released yeah. yet. That's the catch-all that they will say for a relieve of command, I've noticed. But yeah, obviously, something very, very bad. Yeah, yeah. they often won't release details like this until much later. But um, again, everyone is innocent until proven guilty and all of that. But uh, I think it's important when looking at stuff like this, when you see uh, commanders relieved of duty, that, you know, often, I'll, I'll relate this to ROTC, cadets think that, oh, when I'm an 05, I can do this and I can do that. Uh, when really, it's the same rules that apply to general officers all the way down to Airman Basic. And uh, obviously some folks, uh, you know, maybe take a little bit more advantage of positions or jobs or GTCs or, or whatever the case may be, but uh, again, I think this is a good lesson for everybody to, to know that if you break the rules, you're, you're going to face the consequences, no matter what rank you are. Well, I think it continues the pattern. Captain Sledge, was it the Thanksgiving session that you sent to all of us? You guys discussed this, and you see these higher-ups enlisted or officer side, and they get into trouble like this. And it's something that's been a trend item for them. And it's just increasingly grown as their career has grown. And somebody knew, somebody saw something at one point that should have said something and never did. And it's continued to this point. Yeah. I, so, I've, seen, I've seen squadron commanders. Uh, I've, I've been a part of uh, indirectly uh, for like sister squadrons and stuff like that. One uh, was relieved of command and it was a trend item of essentially not reporting correct data to the group um, and it was then now fudging numbers so for like critical items stuff like that where <clears throat> hey everything's fine but it wasn't fine and the group basically was at that point you know the threshold had been crossed and the squadron commander was relieved so it's yeah again with train items of like it's just not getting corrected it's just holding each other up to standard yeah super like important do you feel like, I don't know, 30 years ago, commanders were being found, you know, doing this stuff and being caught, or like 30 something years ago? Do you think it's the new Air Force that's holding more leaders accountable? Oh, absolutely. I think technology has to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's harder I, I, to get away with being a bad leader. Yeah. yeah. And I think part of it too is leadership type has changed, right? So just culturally, just in the way the world operates now. A lot of things that back when I joined in 2006, like when I would hear stories from, you know, some of the older heads or whatever, they talk about when they came in in 2002 or in the 90s, like, it's like, man, you, they did what? Yeah. You know, and so in it, our society and, and the military has gradually progressed, you know, to a point to where certain things just aren't acceptable that used to be acceptable. And especially, you know, for those higher ups, a lot of times it doesn't catch up to them until something like this happens, till they get relieved of command to, to let them know that, no, like, 
okay, I understand that might be your personality. That might be how it was done then, but you're not bigger than, you know what I'm saying, than the, than the force. And so this is this is the steps that need to be taken. Yeah, so it's kind of phasing out. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Next article, Dicer. Next one. All right. The next one is a 19-year-old woman captured a video of the moment U.S. Air Force Sergeant Charles Bass pointed a gun at her and asked if she wants to die during a road rage incident in Surprise, Arizona. Court documents claimed the woman cut Bass off in traffic around 8.45 a.m. near Litchfield and Cactus Roads on December 5th. Bass allegedly told police that the woman had been driving erratically and that he pointed his gun at her because of his PTSD and hypervigilance issues. When she pulled up beside him with her window down, by the time he saw it was a young woman, it was too late, according to the report. When asked why he pointed the gun at the driver twice, if he saw that she was a young woman, he allegedly said he didn't know why. Bass reportedly declined to answer any further questions about any words exchanged during the altercation. Is this a yeah, military? Be careful on those roads, people. <laughs> so, so is it bass or bass? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if they, how the chief feels about that. Yikes! He's like, are you related? First and foremost, he was like, good lord. If, if I had an opportunity, and, and PTSD is real, so let me go ahead and throw that out there. That's really real. Okay, I'm not trying to speak up on that because I'm not that kind of person. But if I could claim that and just pull out a gun on anybody else who's driving erratically in here in Las Vegas and, and you walk away, then we'd be on a completely different wavelength. This That is insane to me. And not only did he do it, he did it twice. So it, it's like, I don't know if we're asking the right question if we're where it says what he didn't know why uh, like or did they see that it was a young woman there? I don't know if that was the, the right question. Because it, it was a human. It was a person. It'll, and you know how we, we do weapon safety. Don't pull that thing out unless we intend on doing the thing. I don't know if people... I don't know. So, I, I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't know. I'm still well, trying to figure mean, out. Was this on base or was this... But, no, this um, is just... This was in Surprise, Arizona. I don't think it was on base. I think it was um, in the community. But he is obviously... Military. Air Force. Yeah. Well, it I, says, according to the report, by the time he saw it was a young woman, it was too late. So I'm guessing those were his words. Like, that would have mattered if it was a guy, or he was expecting it to be a guy. Well, he got it's, cut it's off, like a so maybe he assumed thing. it was a guy, and the girl didn't, a woman wouldn't have it in her to cut off a man or anyone. Oh, nah, man, that's a weird <laughs> that's way of thinking. That's <laughs> cut you off in an instant. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird way to put it. You know? I, think, I think that what's uh, fascinating to me is the first instinct uh, of this young lady driving was to pull her phone out to record it. And, and not I, I guess... Is that why she cut him not, off? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, that's not an instinct that I have inherently having not grown up with a, a camera in my phone. Uh, I often miss those types of opportunities to record things that I just don't think about it. But it's just funny how, you know, I've got an angry person that's walking up to my car with a gun and I'm going to pull my phone out. That's just, I mean, I'm glad we got some evidence here, but 
that's just a it's kind of an interesting instinct that I just I don't have yet. I think people I'm, are afraid they won't believe them. Yeah. You know? If you don't see it, it's not believed. Right. And that's everyone nowadays pulls out their phone. It's, yeah, it, it's unbelievable. Yeah, but most roads, you know, even in small cities, they have like cameras and stuff like that on the the roads. But yeah, it is interesting that she decided to pull out her phone first instead of to record instead of to call nine one one shelter. Or, but it's also just interesting how that's his, his first reaction was to pull out a gun. gun. Yeah, and not, and not you know we talk about in the military you know escalation of force and things like that. So he went straight to the most extreme thing possible um, <clears throat> whether it's PTSD or hypervigilance um, that's that's to be determined by the medical professionals but he obviously needs to he needs some help and but he also needs to be held accountable for what he's done or anger management um, I mean we get cut off all the time but how many people go out there and say I'm gonna go get my my, my piece and do my thing from Texas, quite often. Really? All right. Well, there you go. There you go. And there's where's Captain Chronister? She's she's Texas too. She's straight Fort Worth. <laughs> so. But there is a time and place for everything, and I don't feel like because someone is so important and they have to cut me off that that is the time and place to pull it out. I'll wait. You go ahead. Cool. Okay. So I think we got that one. You want to go to the next one, Dicer? All right, last one. The Dependent Care Flexible Spending Account benefit will officially go into effect in 2024 for active duty personnel, as well as members of the Active Guard Reserve on Title X orders. But beyond open enrollment season, many service members may have a qualifying life event, such as a birth or adoption of a child, that will allow them to enroll or change their enrollment into the new account. Those entering the military during the year can also enroll. The new flexible spending account helps defray the cost of childcare up to age 13 and other dependent care by providing tax savings. Accounts are funded through pre-tax deductions from a service member's paycheck. Documented claims can then be filed to receive reimbursement for eligible expenses. I think that's awesome. Yeah, um, that's great. I use the UNLV ones. Um, so I assume it's very similar where it'll just get deducted from military paycheck and then just be able to use it towards your dependent costs or health benefits, like glasses or contacts or whatever. Yeah, I I think it's pretty, um, pretty cool that they thought about that from this point of, of view because, I mean, literally in my experience, we experienced a increase in tuition twice in a year. You know, Mary Hill, Sergeant Dice, you know, Mary Hill oh don't play around. Gosh. They are quick to raise your tuition. Just up their rates like 150 bucks. Yeah, which is a qualifying event, according to the government. If they just raise up the prices for no logical reason. So uh, and this is for, for you uh, youngsters who are about to become cadets and you're going to be future parents somewhere when you turn 55. Because um, <laughs> don't do it now. Don't do it. Please. Don't please, yeah, please don't do it. Everybody's like, don't do it. All right. Don't do it. Wait till you're like. At least 35. <laughs> You'll be fine. But then you can't catch up to the kids. No, you can catch up to them if you're doing your PT. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So basically, long story short, I'm just saying that because, uh, you know, childcare is expensive now. So we can only imagine what it's going to be like here in a few. 
so just make sure you guys know your resources uh, know where you can go in order to get that that boost because even though we have you know BAH and all kinds of other benefits that help us out it's not enough sometimes especially if you want a quality education for your kids and things like that quality that stuff you got to pay for uh, extensively so if that's what you want you're going to have to find those resources again seek opportunity stop over chilling and go over there and and seek it out because they're there you know sometimes it's out there you just got to know where to find it so um i'm pre- i appreciate the the fact that you brought this article out and so that people know that these things exist those resources exist not necessarily for now but you know 10 20 50 years down the future when you decide to want you want a family 50 years 50 years. Aww. People are living longer these days. People are yeah, living longer. Yeah, but at 50, can you really catch a toddler? The, the, look, <laughs> did you hear that? You're, those this, on a, those on, kids can move. On another tangent, they've cured death. That's a thing. The, the, the immortal man is uh, walking amongst us now. We just don't know it. All right? That, so what that means is we've cured everything. I'm on a crackpot thing right now. This is I swear this is true. I read it somewhere. All right. Is it everyone ever? Yeah, so now you can have kids at 75. Did you know that? An African woman gave birth to twins at se- Okay, we're going somewhere else. All right. Wait, what about De Niro? Then it was the like, Yeah, Robert De Niro, me like Yeah, men. You know. Yes. He he got shot here. He got the money. Yeah. <laughs> 75 year old woman having having twins. That's that's impressive. Yeah, we haven't seen that since Sarah from the Bible and all this. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I'm just saying people are having kids older these days. So just be aware. Just know your resources for child care. Cool. All right. Miss Yasenia, please take us home. Thank you, Dicer. Coming up next after we come back will be What's Poppin' with Sergeant Mata. We'll be back soon. We are back and it's time for today's What's Poppin' with Sergeant Mercedes Mata. All right, let's get down to pop culture. All right, new year, new me. The year 2024 is here and can you believe it? And of course, people are making their New Year's resolutions. According to a survey conducted by Forbes, 1,000 adults stated their resolutions for the year. 38% said they would like to improve their finances. And I may be well within that 38%. 36% said they want to improve their mental health. 34% said they would like to lose weight. Other resolutions included things such as making more time for loved ones, quitting smoking, making more time for hobbies, improving work-life balance, and meditating regularly. So question for the crew. Did you make a resolution? What was it and what is the probability that you will follow through for the entire 12 months? Sergeant Riggleman, what did you do? What did you, what did you do? Uh, I made a resolution to <clears throat> be more patient and to take more risks this year. And to break 80 again in golf. Oh. All right. What else? Cool. Sergeant Martin, what, what resolution did you have? So I shared earlier today that... Uh, I spend way too much money at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> and texting us your order. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So that that's so not spending so much money at McDonald's and not texting embarrassing food orders to the group account. <laughs> uh, good resolution. How, good call. What's the probability that you'll follow through with that? <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's 100% text messaging group account. 
chance. (laughs) Six months after he's left, he randomly texts our group chat. (laughs) Yeah. So curious here, uh, what actions are you going to be taking to follow through with your New Year's resolutions? Yes, sir. I will be meal prepping <laughs> uh, to make sure that I don't give in to the weakness as I drive by McDonald's. <laughs> I know I have food at home. Uh, for not texting the group account is <laughs> triple checking that I'm actually texting the right person. I mean, how often are you going to McDonald's in 2023? <laughs> Thanks, David. Uh, so much that I feel like I deserve a sponsorship. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, He's got 20 million points on his microphone. The platinum McDonald's card. When you go through, like, is this Ricky? Come clean, man. Come clean. We know it's you. (laughs) I know they know it's me because every time I hand over my credit card, it's Ricky Martin. So they (laughs) know they know it's me. They know know you. They know you. Yeah. Dice, what about you? Ooh. I really didn't make any this year. Um, I am trying to find a better workout routine. So if you want to like call that, because my classes will be more manageable this semester. And I'm trying to cut out pop. What's that? Soda? Soda. Oh, oh no. Pop. You're a pop girl. She missed you Midwestern. Where are you from? I'm from Indiana. Oh, that's yeah. pop. So it's yeah. pop. That's right. It's, it's pop. pop. It's, it's pop over there in Chicago. It's pop. Which is the one that um, yeah. calls uh, everything Coke? That's the South. That's yeah. South, yeah. isn't it? Mexican. Me. I call it right. Like, Georgia, Tennessee. No, like, like you, you're from Texas, right? <laughs> yeah. That's the clean South. They're yeah. talking about the dirty. Georgia. Oh, the, the dirty, dirty, dirty. Yeah. Like, that's Louisiana the dirty South. Easy on the Georgia slander. I love Georgia. It's not it. That's what it is. So do you call it? Pop? No, I call everything Coke. I'm actually from where Coca Cola is created too. Oh, so you call everything Coke? Yeah. Everything's Coke. And then what kind? Uh, We got this. Oh, man. Wait. What else? Who else got resolutions out there? Yeah, I'm. I'm fine. We don't make resolutions. We just like set like a. Each each one of us has like a different vision. We make our vision boards and like have a word that we that we look for or, or associate the year with. So for me, mine is growth. So just continue to grow and be open to new things and new experiences. Because I can kind of get get stuck in my ways at times. So just just looking for growth and 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 taking on other opportunities that I've that I've said I wanted to do, but haven't put forth the effort to actually pursue. Like personal and professional? Um, professional, yeah, professional yeah. to a certain extent, but mm-hmm. but more, yeah, more so personal. Yeah, good. Uh, yeah. Are you well, gonna try to pursue that Netflix thing? I already did the Netflix. Are you, you gonna have a ne- Netflix special? No, I'm not in special. I did a Netflix animation uh, program. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. See, the more yeah, you know. That was, yeah, that, was, that was a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. on Cat Williams special? Yeah, you going to wait Club Shay Shay? <laughs> Club Shay Shay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Awesome. What about Cap Cronister? What does she got? 
New year, new, new year, new year, new year, new me, the dog mother <laughs> speak. Resolved to change my name to one that is equally as hard to pronounce. <laughs> so don't get used to this one. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Reveal. Is it Mishka? I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm trying to not stress until there's something to stress about, which is something my fiance is really good about, but I... I wake up stressed. I live in the stress. More stressed, the better. But off to probably not. I'm there with you. But I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to do that. And this whole light commander gig has been really good for me. Um, I tend to run hot pretty, pretty often at work. So I just don't understand why people make certain decisions, and I let them know that it makes no sense. But I'm trying to be more centered. I'm going to try to bring that here when I get there. I was going to say, you're going to love ROTC. I, yeah, I, was, I, was, like, I was like, man, like, like, am I going to have to become hype? Like, like, we can't have three just grumpy. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all can't just be Somebody grumpy. Somebody's going to need the hype. Kick that to the face. I know. Like, I, okay. I think it's just the expectation management. Because yes. they're cadets. But they're not supposed to know things. But if I have a 38-year-old tech sergeant and he comes to work sick and I send him <laughs> home after telling him not to come to work sick and I ask him, what's the first thing you're going to do? And he looks at me blank and I tell him that he needs to take his temperature when he wakes up the next day to see if he's going to come in. And he tells me he does not own a thermometer. I get a little grumpy, especially when it's like midnight on New Year's Eve and I was expecting to go home. Oh, I wasn't married. I wouldn't have a thermometer. This is shots fired. The, this is shots fired at the 38-year-old sex sergeant yes. in this room that does not have a thermometer. <laughs> Get down! Get down now! I, I'm not. I I start new assignments with blank slates, but I'm just saying. So far, all of my assignments, tech sergeants, they're the ones. They're they're the problem. She's looking at you, Sergeant so, Regal. Yes, yeah, so I recommend it's Armar, but he'll be gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exceptional tech sergeant. What about you, uh, Colonel Young? Uh, I'm part of the percentage that did not make a New Year's resolution. Um, New Year's really isn't a big event for me. Like, I barely stayed up to midnight kind of deal. Uh, but I do take advantage of the day off. I was in the Taco Bell drive thru on New Year's. Really? Right at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> did you see Sergeant Martin on the, his way to yeah. McDonald's? Yeah, I saw him across the street at the McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> we waved at each other. I sure did. Actually, yeah, you're good. Um, Forbes also stated that most people keep their resolutions two to three months before they ditch them with only 1% of those who set resolutions making it the entire 12 months. Yes. That's probably so. pretty accurate. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> well for me. It's important. <laughs> it's important for people just to be realistic, kind of like point out what Colonel was saying. Just be realistic with yourself. Like, right. You know, know who you are and you know what you will and what you want. It's going to be hard for Sergeant Martin, though. The, the chicken nugget commercials is back. Have you seen that? The ones from the 90s? Yeah. The chicken nugget commercials uh, is back. And they're going to come back and they'll be like, ooh. 
Where you been, Sergeant Martin? <laughs> when you go come see us, Sergeant Martin? They get you. They, they, they down to smart. They are, they are located at the very conven- at most convenient place. Like right yes, there off are. of Nellis. As soon as you turn on the Nellis Boulevard. Right there. Like, Whack on them. All the time. Yep. Right before you go on the all the way. I was going to say. I was going to Are you a McRib fan? I am not a McRib fan. Not at all. So, so you don't okay so so I, I gotta go off of this tangent so is it breakfast lunch or dinner like or like, like is it all of it oh he yeah, likes breakfast he, for it's sure. all of it it's <laughs> all of it <laughs> oh man oh no he's not guilty he's like, yeah. it's all of it that's why it's always growling <laughs> <laughs> yes I mean he comes <laughs> to present with his Prep meals and stuff. His, so I would have no, never. You know, have have you not seen him come in with his McDonald's breakfast platter? No, that was twice. I don't like his. I don't broccoli under platters. The, under the toilet in the back. Broccoli <laughs> platter. That'll stop on him. He'll never know. I'll never guess. Okay. Are you All a right, filet fish guy? I'll eat that. I'll eat that. <laughs> so what's your go-to meal That's at bad, McDonald's? He sent it. Remember the junior bacon chicken? No, that was, that was, that was, that was Wendy's. That was, that, was, that was Wendy's. Oh, well, that was Wendy's. Yeah, that was Wendy's. What's your What's your McDonald's? What's your go-to? Uh, for breakfast, bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. Uh, quarter pounder for lunch and dinner. So, right, I'm tired to talk about McDonald's now. Dang, maybe. Did you guys pick up the stomach growl on the, the microphone there? There's a bubbly. Point it down a little bit. <laughs> oh, nice. Do you like go like make three trips? Or do you get no. oh, that one? two no, quarter that's pounders? Obscene. No. Who would do that in a world? No. Three? No. <laughs> two? two or, maybe. Two. Oh. That's, that's the perfect number. Oh, well, now I'm just not surprised anymore. <laughs> All right. right. Cool. Well, I think we're good, Dan. You are listening to the For the People Hypercast Show. We are back for a round of hot seat with our DIT CC Commander, Lieutenant Colonel Young. Hello. All right, Colonel Young, I'm going to ask you 10 questions, and you have three seconds to answer them. You get one pass. Are you ready? I think so. <laughs> all right. What is your all-time favorite movie and why? Predator. Because 80s. I don't I don't know. Because 80s? <laughs> 80s. That's good. That's good. Get to the chopper. Yeah, all, all those. Yeah, exactly. No. You get it. That's Get to the chopper. Whatever. <laughs> Get to the chopper. Predator. I'm switching. <laughs> All right, number number two. Who was your childhood celebrity crush? Katie Holmes. I don't know why. Katie Holmes is from Dawson's Creek. Tom Cruise. I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking her up right now. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't know who Rachel Doss is? She's Rachel Dawson in the greatest Batman movie ever made. She don't want to win. Rachel Dawson. That one. Actually, she was, she oh my was in the, the other one. Oh, my God. Okay. You, you're, you're next. Okay. Sorry, Mark. Go. She's a girl next door. Okay. Number three. If you had to choose one favorite hobby or pastime, what would it be and why? That, that one's easy. 
mountain bike riding, anything on two wheels. Uh, it, it's a passion of mine. Awesome. Or would you rather work at a high paying job you hate or a low paying job you love? I was ready to answer your question before you even finished. <laughs> it's obviously a low paying job that I love. Like I could not do something that I hate. In fact, that's why one thing that scares me about retirement is I know I need to get another job and I'm, I'm looking at like, well, you know, I can get some kind of contracting job, you know, doing for you cadets out there. There's not a whole lot, a nuclear missile operator duty type stuff translates to the civilian world. But there are some things, uh, but I definitely don't want to do that in retirement. So I would, I would work at McDonald's serving. You know, if the crew was off awesome, on the corner, that's the way to go. Be a Walmart greeter or something. Check your receipts. Yeah, check your receipts. Wear my veteran hat. And, yeah. yeah. Welcome to Walmart. Happy as hell. Nice. Okay. God's so happy. All right. If you could eat only one type of cuisine for the rest of your life, what would it be? When you say cuisine. Type of food, Mexican, of food? Italian. Oh, yeah, Mexican. Yeah, Woo-woo. tacos all day. Amen. <laughs> yep. You got it. If you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? Flying. I... Because yeah. it's cool. Like, I don't know. Is there really a why to that? Like, ask our cadet, <laughs> why do you want to fly? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. What's one piece of advice you'd give to someone starting out as a debt commander? Ooh. Oh, God. Um, get ready for the admin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Pass. <laughs> Rep, what profession would you not like to do? <laughs> That's a cheater question. <laughs> they, they knew, they knew your they knew technique. It. They knew it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I would not want to join the Navy. Does that count? That counts. All right. Last question. <laughs> you know, you came in there. That's right. Were the Broncos right? For benching Russell Wilson. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm. I'm gonna say yes. I'm just gonna go with yes. And then you go quietly into the night. That's the last one, right? That's the last right, one. Great. That's I'm it. done. Uh, this is a hot Mike. seat. Draft Mike. I'm out of here. Right? Don't get me out of here. All right. Thank you, sir. All right, so, ma'am, take us home, Coming up next, we will wrap up the show with the closing send-off. We'll be right back. You are listening to the For the People Hypercast Show. Hello, we are back. Okay, so we're going to wrap up the show here. And I just wanted to kind of throw some things out there. And the, the cadre actually wants to throw some, some words of inspiration 
uh, for you guys. Um, so my biggest thing that I want to kind of throw out there is be, as I say all the time, be grateful, be appreciative that you all are still going through what you're going through right now. Because a lot of people, I mean, every last one of us here is going through something. It, we are, we're not, this is not no clean slate where everybody has sunshine and rainbows. And we acknowledge that you guys are going through whatever you're going through right now, whether it's academics, you guys got family things going on. We got that. We have family issues going on too, right? But we can't show that, right? We, we got to be available and and. But one thing that we all are is grateful. We're glad that we are here. A lot of us are older. So and we realize life is not guaranteed. So I just want you guys to throw out some some commentary uh, to give those those folks the, the healing words that they may need, because we know life is not guaranteed. We know challenges are out there. Um, but the challenges are designed to make us stronger. They're designed to make a diamond out of you, not to crush you. Uh, and a lot of people uh, find it difficult to believe that while they're going through it. But when they actually make it to the other side, they realize, oh, man, I- I'm actually able to 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 handle what I'm able to handle because I went through what I went through. So what do you guys think about that when it comes to just being grateful and appreciative to just be alive? Well, I love being alive. Um, <laughs> but to your to your point, I think at least what I hope out of this podcast and us, you know, as a cadre team getting in on this and uh, speaking to cadets in this kind of forum, uh, my hope is that they understand that we're all humans, right? We all, you know, we all have our own issues. We all have our own, um, you know, New Year's resolutions and, uh, you know, we, we make we make mistakes uh, and we, we try to grow from them and I, I guess that's the biggest thing is often, I, at least I remember as a cadet, uh, feeling like, you know, my cadre could do no wrong. They're just, you know, th- they were God at the detachment. Um, but folks need to realize we're all human and we all just kind of need whatever it is that we need in our life. So um, my hope is having us in this kind of forum, we can kind of open that aperture and let them know that we're all here and just talking about McDonald's and laughing at each other <laughs> and, and all that. So the, the second thing I'd like to just, you know, get out on the, uh, the internets is how grateful I am for all of you as a team. Like words can't express how incredibly thankful and proud I am of this cadre team. So um, I'm looking forward to, all of our, our new changes coming up uh, and I'm extremely thankful for those who are leaving us uh, and leaving the place better than when they found it. So that's all I have to say. Yeah, McDonald's Air Force Base. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a McDonald's in Creech? <laughs> no. The subway. No, there's a subway. Submark. <laughs> I'm good, off, I'm good on subway. I don't have to worry about that. So is McDonald's actually your favorite? It's not. It's just, it's just like your weakness. favorite fast. Is it your favorite fast food, or is it just the convenience the, of it? Definitely the convenience. So what is your favorite fast food restaurant? Uh, <laughs> if it's not Chick-fil-A, you're wrong. Is it Chick-fil-A? Thank you. Chains. Chick-fil-A all the way. Ugh. No, Chick-fil-A no. used to be good. It's not good anymore. That's true. What it's trash. <laughs> <laughs> we went for inspiration to wait. Chick Fil A's not it's, it's like good anymore. What happens? It lost inspiration. 
I just over came from there. They over chilling. They over chilling. so dang hard. They, they just collecting the money. <laughs> milkshake is awesome. It's supposed to be inspired. Their milkshakes are good. Their sandwiches are not what they used to be. Colonel, this is what you're proud of? This is a cadre you got star proud of. You got a bunch of cadre members with ADHD. Can't, can't stay focused on <laughs> Dyson Wood. I'm incredibly <laughs> proud of each and every right one of them. We're each one, your own unique cadre member. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I actually want to do an African study survey. <laughs> we always talk about that, that next episode. We talk about that survey. Cadets like, what survey? What survey? <laughs> it's for another day. Yep. It's for another day. <laughs> okay. Everybody's good. Everybody spent said their piece. Everybody's good. Okay, nothing her. So with that being said, we'll wrap it up. Hey, make sure you guys talk to somebody different than you. You might learn something a little bit different. Go out there and do good things, all right? Be kind. We are out of here. See you later. For the People Hypercast Show.